Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. And now, it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. It's not just another game, right? When you come to the season, there's, there's two goals, right? There's a goal to go to the bowl game, right? And there's a goal to beat Georgia. And we don't come out and openly talk about what goals are. That's why last week I began to talk about a bowl game because that was time to talk about it. Well, this week it's time to talk about another goal, and that's beating Georgia. Because your goal to win every game is yeah, to win every football game. But our true team goals are to go to a bowl game and to beat Georgia. I said it in my opening press conference a year ago. I said we'll work every day to beat the team on the other side of the state. Welcome to the Buck Baloo Show on the fan, and happy Thanksgiving, all you college football fans. Hey, it's rivalry week. You heard Brent Key there talking about the Georgia Tech goals every year under his watch. Make it to a bowl game and take down Georgia. Glad you're with me today as we uh, punch the clock. Get you ready for a big Thanksgiving. A lot of football. Man, we're going to be loving it. Thanksgiving Day football, Friday football, Saturday and Sunday football. I am ready. Picked up the Honey Baked Ham yesterday. Stood in line. Paid extra. I mean, the price is going up on those Honey Baked Hams, folks. Kelly's going to get the sides ready. We got the daughter home from college. We are going to settle in. Do some eating and watch a lot of football. You can listen to 680 The Fan multiple ways. 680 AM, 93.7 FM. Streaming at 680thefan.com. Click and watch the show. And also on the mobile app, driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let them wow you. Beaver Toyota and coming. And let's see, the 10 o'clock hour sponsored by Dupree Plumbing. Go with the plumber I trust and score $50 off your next plumbing service. Your local family-owned plumbing team for over 60 years here in Metro Atlanta. More information at DupreePlumbing.com. Let's get to the big take. Bucks. Big. Take. Yeah, the big take today, if Carson Beck continues to perform at the level he's played at in the last three games, George is running the table and doing the three-peat. Because in the last three games against three top 20 teams, Beck has been lights out. He's had a clean pocket, an excellent game plan, multiple playmakers, a run game, and continues to make good, quick decisions in the pocket. In the last three games, Carson Beck has completed 72% of his passes. The dogs are converting on the money down, that's third down, at a 59% rate. In the red zone, last three games, the dogs have 13 touchdowns and 16 opportunities. He's only turned the ball over once. With the ball in his hands over 100 times 
in these last three games. His total QBR, 91.6. He's hit 24 different receivers and run for a first down five times. If Carson Beck continues to play at this level, down goes Tech. Alabama's playoff hopes come crashing down. The four seed is going to get blown out, and the title game opponent goes down and goes down hard. And there's your big take. Brought to you by Daco Systems Heating and Air. For your HVAC repair, contact locally owned Daco Systems at DacoSystems.com. Keeping Atlanta comfortable one home at a time. Road Dog, I bet in that broadcast booth up there, you're in awe of the way that Carson Beck is playing ball right now. Man, it's amazing to see how good he is. And there was so much, me included, just because of the unknown at the beginning of the season as to what he could bring. And I've grown to really appreciate what he is as a player and a QB and, and, and the level of uh, precision that he can bring on the field when he's really dialed in. He is spinning it. And that last game, boy, the intermediate throws that he was making, when you've got to put it, most of the time you got to throw a laser in there in a tight window, and you got to be accurate with the football 15 to 20 yards down the field. He was cutting that thing loose, man. So impressive. And I'm getting a lot of people, especially at the coffee shop, that are saying, hey, man, Who's going to be the quarterback next season? I'm saying Carson Beck. Carson Beck, I'm convinced that Carson Beck is coming back for another year. Now, he could go pro. He could enter into the NFL draft. But there are about 10 other guys there that are highly rated. And look, Carson Beck can stack up with most all of them. But I think here's a guy, and there's no information. I don't have any inside info on this. My gut tells me Carson Beck will be back for the 2024 season. And Georgia Tech, I'm sure they are uh, watching that video and they're saying, my goodness, <laughs> we, we better get some pressure on Carson Beck. We'll see what's popping out there. I know what's popping. Let's find out what's popping. Say what's popping is that big game, as they call it. Coming up Saturday, a high noon kickoff in Ann Arbor. You got Ohio State undefeated, taking on Michigan undefeated. Now, the last two matchups, by the way, Ryan Day, how about this for Ryan Day, the coach for Ohio State? He's 1-2 against Michigan. He is 39-0 against the rest of the Big Ten. Chew on that for a second. And he says the Buckeyes are tough. Uh, I wonder about their defense, though. Uh, Michigan has whooped them the last two years. Last year, they put up 45 on them. 2021, they put up 42 on them. And right now, coming into the big game matchup, the big game features the top two defenses in college football when you're looking at scoring defense. Now, they're facing some bad Big Ten offenses, so take that in consideration. But when you look at it, you got Michigan only giving up nine points a game. Ohio State giving up 9.3 points per game. But I, I, I wonder about this Buckeye defense because of the way that Michigan has torched 
them, carved them up like a turkey on the Thanksgiving Day table the last two years. Jim Knowles, his defense has just gotten raked over the coals against the Wolverines. Are the, How are they going to play in this matchup? Now, apparently they've improved, and you look over the course of the season so far for the Buckeyes, they're not allowing near as many explosive plays this season. And that was a problem in the previous two years. Second half against Michigan last season, they gave up a 45-yard touchdown reception and two 75-yard runs. This entire season, Ohio State has only allowed one play. Held every opponent under 20 points. Allowing the fewest yards per play, less than four yards per play, and they've only allowed one play over 40 yards. So on the surface, it looks like they've got this corrected. Now a year ago, going into the big game, their defense looked really good, just like it does right now. And again, the Wolverines threw down 45 on them. The focus for them the entire offseason on defense, Jim Knowles has talked about gap integrity. And I don't think that's something we worry about in Sports Talk Radio. DT, we don't worry about gap integrity, right? Here on Sports Talk Radio? Yeah, I didn't think so. But in football, when you're playing defense, that is extremely important. On the Michigan side, you know what concerns me is... um, The last visual, really, I've had of J.J. McCarthy, and I've seen a little bit of the Michigan games this season, and when you look at the total QBR, his name's been up at the top, near the top all season long. J.J. McCarthy wet the bed in the playoffs last season against TCU. I can't get it out of my head, those two pick sixes that he had against TCU in the national semifinals. College football playoffs last season, I just I can't get that out of my mind. You want to lose a game quick, a big game quick, you got the quarterback throwing pick sixes. Now, this Michigan offense, number 11 in college football, averaging over 38 points a game. They are statistically better than they were a year ago. McCarthy uh, has improved his play. Got Roman Wilson at receiver, Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards there at running back. They've got a really good offensive line. Harbaugh won't be on the sideline. That might help him. Just saying. And Michigan, a three-point favorite. We got picks of the week coming up a little later in the show. Looking forward to seeing the big game, as they call it, coming up Saturday. High noon, Ann Arbor in the big house. This should be another interesting game. And look, the winner basically will punch a ticket to the college football playoffs. I mean, they'll take down Iowa in the Big Ten title game. The loser may be out. I mean, they may be out. So this is a huge, big game. We're even paying attention to it here in the deep south. Right? You guys looking forward to seeing that one or no? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's one I'll even, you, you take you take interest in Ohio State and Michigan all the time unless both are having bad seasons, which doesn't happen yeah. very often. But lately, this has been like a like a quarterfinal game, but it might as well be for the uh, college football playoff, it feels like. 
I remember as a kid watching the game down in Valdosta. And so, thinking my first thought, it seems like every there. single game, what do you hate? watching the big game was, man, it looks cold. <laughs> it I typically mean, those, is. I would hate to be playing quarterback Especially in the big Valdosta. game. Especially for Valdosta. Most of the time, because it looks freezing. Wind. I mean, handling oh, the ball in freezing conditions. And, and look, no quarterback was wearing gloves back in that day. I remember thinking, dude, if I ever get a chance to play college football... <clears throat> In the quarterback spot, that is the last place I want to go play. In those freezing conditions, trying to handle that pigskin. Doesn't look any fun at all. Oh, we got a lot coming up in the show, man. We're going to take a look at some of these other Thanksgiving Day weekend rivalry games. And Oscar Delp, Georgia tight end, who I got a chance to see a lot of high school ball, watched him play in high school. You know, he was running that wildcat formation when uh, when we played him. And uh, I'm going to pass that along to Bobo. Bobo needs to know that he can run that wildcat formation. They might want to employ that down the stretch. So a lot coming up. Glad you're with me. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. If you're traveling, be careful out there. I hope you're not going to the airport. That looks like chaos down there. You got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Get ready to eat, folks. There's going to be some eating going on here over the next couple of days. I'm already looking forward to the leftovers after the big Thanksgiving Day meal tomorrow. That ham sandwich, I'm going to be eating those ham sandwiches all weekend long. How about you? Hope you have a great Thanksgiving out there. And I'm just so thankful I'm not heading to the Atlanta airport. Is it still, we still got the busiest airport in the world? I'm glad I'm not heading out that way, man. It is about to get crazy down there. All right, Wednesday, let me see what, yeah, Wednesday on the Baloo Show. Oh, my goodness, it's time for Chris Morton's. The best NFL insider in the business is only on the fan. This is ESPN's NFL insider, Chris Mortensen. He's our truest NFL insider, joins us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. And, Mort, we're ready for Thanksgiving. How about you? No, I'm not ready for Thanksgiving. Oh, goodness. You're not doing that deep-fried turkey, are you? No, no, but I'm sure I'll be ready when I wake up in the morning and I smell all the wonders 
of Thanksgiving. Yeah, just going to skip breakfast. Uh, I know I will. Just say oh, no. I, yeah, who needs breakfast on Thanksgiving? More. Thanksgiving starts as soon as they put a fork in, 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 in a turkey or a casserole. And we get NFL football, looking forward to always get to see the Lions. And this year is actually worth watching the way they're playing. I mean, it's, they're playing at a high level. But yet Tom Brady sees a lot of mediocrity in the NFL play as far as the play goes and the coaching. NFC South in particular, Brady didn't mention them, but, but I will because we're right in the middle of it here in Atlanta. Make some sense of that comment, Mort. Well, you know, it was interesting to hear from Tom because w- – among the things he said now was, you know, there needs to be more contact. Quarterbacks are, you know, they should be able to be hit and tackled. And no, nobody, nobody cried for help from the press more than Tom Brady. <laughs> but other than that, but Tom's reaction to football, <laughs> excuse me, on a whole. Uh, echoes a lot of former players. So I don't know if it's a former player thing. I, you know, I'm older, and I can say things are better back then, and maybe they really weren't. They say coaches not as good. Well, I, I, I'd have to go back and look at all those teams because not every team in this league we were singing praises about. But I thought it was interesting that Tom – at observations that a lot of former players uh, and recent former players uh, I talked to have about it. But so, but uh, excuse me, uh, I don't know how you fix it. I mean, yeah, it just looks, I don't have the, the numbers in front of me more, but it seems like we're seeing more penalties than ever before. Well, officiating bothers me. And I've always said, you know, I wasn't going to complain about officiating that much. But I'm seeing, I'm seeing flags thrown for holding that are ridiculous or interference that are ridiculous in my eyes. And the other thing is that as far as coaches, I just think fans today won't have what they had yesterday, which is we're going to be patient for a little bit here. Yeah. And let's have somebody build something. So, and, and sometimes that's the wrong approach too. Uh, but I do think there's more to be said for let's be patient, and make sure. And I want. And who's hiring the coaches? I mean, teams that hire outside firms that simply vet the coaches that has, that has nothing to do with football. That bothers me. Mort, uh, after we uh, talked to you last week, this story hit with uh, Carissa Thompson, the sideline reporter, been with Fox for a long time, doing the Thursday night game as a host, uh, pre- and post-game host, uh, made up, she admitted on the podcast, she had made up some of these sideline reports. Now she's backtracked a little bit, said she chose the wrong words and that she's sorry. What do you make of all that, Mort? I mean, is this... These coaches don't want to stop and talk, and then you know these reporters have a job to do. What do you what do you make of what she was saying? Well, I had to go back. And I tried to watch it in full context. I always want to hear something in full context because we we had snippets, but you know it was, it was problematic. And I read 
uh, a little bit of what she said, uh, the idea that when you use the word you used to lie, when you say lie, that you lied, then all you're doing is you're hurting a lot of people who do it right. Yeah. Now, sideline reporters do have it tough because coaches sometimes don't want to spend 30 seconds telling you uh, about what they just talked to the team about. So but that's why you do work leading up to the game and you know what the issues are. And if for some reason the coach doesn't have time or doesn't feel like it, then you have something you can say and attribute it to. Uh, now, she hasn't been a sideline reporter in in 15 years. Yeah. So so that's, that's one problem. In other words, she said that. She hurts a lot of current sideline reporters. But at the same time, I'm sitting there saying, oh, she hasn't been a sideline reporter. She's been an anchor, a host. Yeah. And uh, so it's not as relevant to me as it is to others. But I think that the sideline reporters of today had to say something. I mean, you know, their, their, their credibility is on the line. No doubt and about it. a lot of good ones, too. Yeah. So, Morton, a couple of weeks, so we're going to hear the big story is going to be Aaron Rodgers practicing. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure he'd like that to be a story. It will be a story if he does that. But if you watch the Jets' offensive line, <laughs> so let's let's not even take the the Achilles tendon into account. Aaron Rodgers is 40 years old. He can't move nearly as well as he used to, and even then he got injured. So the whole idea of having another injury, maybe a major one, on top of what he just had, that ends his career. It seems like a bad investment by the Jets for letting him practice. Now, if all of a sudden they're they're in it, and you want to see how he's moving around, okay. But I still will have to see it to believe it. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Uh, just... Uh thinking he's going to be back in there behind that lack of protection. That that can't be pretty if he ends up getting back in there very soon. More, yeah, uh, yeah, and you haven't been working with these players, and so, you know, it takes a lot. There's a reason why you, you, you play football, practice football. Yeah, no doubt about it. More, hope you and your family have a great Thanksgiving and look forward to talking to you soon, man. I'm betting on you on the ham sandwiches over me. Yeah, we're going on the over on that one. Chris Mortensen, our truest NFL insider, joined us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line. Always great to get Mort on. One of my all-time faves. Time to get to that injury report. It's now time for the Northeast Georgia Health System Injury Report. Improving the health of the community in all we do. Great having Mort on, man. I uh, just love what he's done for this show through the years. Totally appreciate it. Let's get to the injury report. And uh, Bulldog wide receiver Lad McConkey apparently had an ankle injury uh, against Ole Miss. Did not practice heading into the Tennessee game. They thought he'd be able to go out and play and rep it a little bit against Tennessee, but played very little, barely touched the field. Now, no word on McConkey at practice this week. They have kept that under wraps. Kirby is saying they're expecting him to go. 
against Georgia Tech on Saturday. And then Saints quarterback Derek Carr got his shoulder checked out earlier this week. That seems to be okay, but he's in concussion protocol this week. And um, as we heard from John Forcade on the show earlier this week, uh, he expecting Carr to be cleared and get the start against the Falcons on Sunday. He's got to be cleared by the team doctor and an independent neurologist to be able to get the thumbs up and play against the Falcons on Sunday. And there's your Northeast Georgia Medical Center injury report. Let's bounce around the college football scene. Yeah, the college football scene, college football playoff rank. Ranking dropped again last night. Washington jumps in front of Florida State into that number four spot. Seminoles fall back to number five. And I really enjoyed the entire hour last night. This thing's about to get really interesting. And we got a taste of that last night. Uh, Now, apparently Florida State's still in pretty good shape. Pretty good shape in spite of the fact of losing the quarterback, Jordan Travis. Booger had their back last night saying the Seminoles are still in good shape. They only dropped not because their quarterback was injured, but because Washington had another win over a top five opponent on the road. So really impressive by UW what they did last weekend. Florida State, Booger believing's in the playoffs if they beat the Gators, beat Louisville. They would be an undefeated Power 5 Conference championship team, and they have always made the playoffs. But listening to the uh, playoff committee chair on this interview with the boys on ESPN, they will factor in the injury, though, just not right now. They're going to see what Tate Rodemaker does and then make a decision. Coming up in the uh, within the next two weeks. By the way, Florida State and Florida, Gainesville, 7 o'clock kickoff on Saturday. Battle of the backup quarterbacks. Graham Mertz has broke his collarbone, so he's out of there for the Gators. Tate Rodemaker out of Valdosta High. Dude broke all my passing records down there. Sort of proud they stood up that long. I was about to ask how you feel about that. Yeah, Yeah, happy for Tate. He came in the game uh, after Travis was hurt, went 13-27 for 217, two touchdowns. Now, it was against North Alabama, but looked good nonetheless. He's really comfortable in the pocket. He's had three years in the system, so he knows the system like the back of his hand. Really comfortable in the scheme, good in the pocket. You saw him maneuver in the pocket really well. He can spin it, make all the throws. He's got really good skill around him. Really good skill. Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson, some of those dudes. I think uh, you're going to be impressed with what you see out of Tate Rodemaker. Now, the Gators are going to go with Max Brown. He's a three-star recruit out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Came in in the 22 recruiting class. He was the fourth team quarterback last season. Beat out Jack Miller coming into this year for the backup job. And he's a mobile guy, a little more mobile than Mertz. I'm sure the Seminoles' defense expecting to see more of the RPOs and see more movement out of Max Brown playing quarterback for the Gators. Florida State, a six-and-a-half-point favorite in the game, going down in the swamp under the lights. 
Uh, Tennessee Volunteers at home, 3.30 kickoff, taking on Vandy. And, boy, I tell you what, the uh, the guys on the college football committee show, a uh, ranking show last night, they were killing Tennessee. Greg McElroy was body slamming them, and uh, deservedly so. I mean, they've been blown out in the last two games, and they're still ranked. Seven and four, still number 21, I believe it was. Dropped last night. And I'm wondering now with uh, Tennessee basically with very little to play for, if you're going to see Josh Heupel turn to that five-star freshman quarterback, Nico Iamaleeva. Iamaleeva, who has played in three games, so his red shirt has been solidified. Plays against Vandy coming up Saturday. Then that would be his fourth appearance. The bowl game doesn't count. So he can play in the next two games. They've seen all of Joe Milton they want to see up there as far as the volunteer fan base. Even Westy wants him out of there, as I understand it. They want to see Nico. See what he's got and get a glimpse into what it's going to look like next season. Vols waiting on what appears to be a Music City Bowl invitation. Heading to Nashville, apparently. That's some of what's going on out there in the college football landscape. All right, Road Dog uh, works the scene over at Georgia every week as some of the players become available, and Kirby Smart has his press conference. As the sports talk home of the Georgia Bulldogs, you hear that press conference every week on 680 The Fan. And Road Dog is he's in two places at once. I've always been amazed at this. He he's got uh, some equipment set up in another room from where Kirby is doing his press conference. And that allows us to sit down and talk to some of these Bulldog players. And this week I had a chance to sit down and talk with Oscar Delp, one of the tight ends on this Bulldog team. Here's that interview in the Bulldog Roundtable. Is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25 20, far sideline, 15 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Joining me now on the Bulldog Roundtable on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line, Bulldog tight end Oscar Delp. Pride of West Forsyth High School, he killed us at South, especially running that Wildcat formation, Oscar. Is Bobo aware you were doing this? I mean, you might want to implement that into the game plan there. <laughs> I'm going to let him know. I'm going to let him know. Hopefully I can get in there next year. Hey, congrats on a big win in Knoxville and your individual success. Off to a great start there at Georgia. What uh, can you describe the feeling that you get winning on the road in the SEC? I mean, you you really can't put a put a description on it. I mean, we go out there and get a big win like that in a in a stadium like that against a, a great SEC team. I mean, every every week's a dog fight, and uh, to come out with a win is just it's awesome. And I mean, it really really excites everyone on the team and kind of gets you all fired up and just kind of. Get you ready for the next one. Yeah, so satisfying seeing those fans for the other team leave early. 
and see all those empty seats up there. That is, uh, from what I remember, just a great, great feeling. So tell us about this tight end room, uh, the group. Todd Hartley put together a great group. I mean, you guys are locked and loaded in there. Looks like a tight group you got there at tight end. Oh, yeah, yes, sir. I mean, we're all hanging out. When we're in the facility, when we're outside the facility, we're all we're all super close-knit, and uh, I think that's what makes our room so special. You've had some really good role models, too. What what did you think of that blocking that Washington was doing last season? It's insane. I mean, uh, a lot of a lot of my uh, run game, I credit to him and things that he's taught me. And uh, just being able to be out there last year with him and Brock is just such a blessing. And uh, being able to learn from guys like that. And this is something you really uh, have worked hard to improve on is the blocking. I know seeing you in high school, you're running routes, you're getting the ball left and right. This is something at this level of play, you really had to work hard to improve that area, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, I came in here with very little hand down inline blocking experience. And uh, I mean, to play in the SEC, you got to be able to do it all. And I think that's something that I've worked on really hard and that the coaches have really helped me grow at and uh, the players. And uh, I'm definitely becoming more of a complete tight end. And uh, I, f- I feel every day. Technique and then work in the weight room, maybe putting on some weight. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I came in at about 225, and now I'm up to 245, so kind of all that. Tell you, this offensive line's been playing great. Uh, only one sack this past weekend in Knoxville. Uh, Carson threw it 30 times in the game. Just compliment or, or talk about the job this offensive line has done. I mean, you guys go seven or eight deep, and when there has been an injury, the next guy up has gone in and played at a extremely high level. I'm thinking this this group deserves that Joe Moore Award they hand out to the top offensive line in college football. How do you see it? I mean, they they got my vote. Uh, I see what they do every day at practice. I feel like we got ten start no linemen. I mean, you can rotate any of those guys in and out, and there's there's a little no drop off. Uh, we just got so many big guys on that line that are bought into the program and bought into the culture, and they they do things right. And they practice hard and they get after it. I tell you, this wide receiver group has been really impressive. Lad, uh, not in there this past weekend, and you see Dylan Bell step up with a big game, Rosemary Jack Saint with, with a big game Saturday. This is a deep group, this wide receiver room. It is, yes, sir. Uh, I mean, you see how Carson just spreads the ball around everywhere. I mean, there's not one guy that gets all the targets. I mean, you see every week the stat sheet shows that all those guys are playmakers, and we can get the ball to any of them, and they're going to they're gonna do something with it. Stetson played uh, so awesome the last two years, uh, obviously with the back-to-back national t- uh, titles you guys won. And, and I'm I'm just guessing Carson Beck, uh, a lot of the team was sold on him, just seeing him work behind the scenes at practice, waiting patiently for his opportunity to be the starter. Uh, a lot of guys were convinced coming into the year that this is what they were going to see, play at this level that he's been playing at at Obviously, it didn't take long for the other guys to fall in line. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we've seen since last year, since I've been here, I've seen uh, what he does every day at practice and the throws that he can make. And, I mean, I mean, he's earned it. He, he's a dog. And I, I've known, and I think everyone in, inside these walls has known what he's going to do when he gets his chance to be out there. And uh, he's taking full advantage of it. All right, so you get Tech this week. Now, you're a Metro Atlanta guy, and I'm sure you're well aware of this rivalry in the background with Georgia and Georgia Tech and the history there. Uh, uh, what did you see a year ago just uh, getting involved on the field for the first time with this rivalry? Yeah, I mean, um, 
they're 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 a good team. I mean, they they play hard. Everyone's gonna play hard when they play against us, especially for a big game like this. And uh, I'm excited to get out there and uh, go play, especially see some of our former teammates that are out there and uh, Coach Faulkner. But I mean, it's 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 always a, a fun game and a, a good game. So uh, hopefully, we can bring home the the Governor's Cup this week. Yeah, and this Bulldog fan base has been awesome. They they've been one of the the top fan bases for as long as I can remember. Uh, how much do you respect do you have for these Bulldog fans that show up and they'll find their way into Bobby Dodd Stadium Saturday night? Uh, what are your thoughts on this fan base? Oh, I mean, it's insane. Uh, I think it's the best fan base in the country. I mean, they're going to show up and show out no matter where we're at, bowl game, home game, away game. They're always there. Well, Oscar, keep up the great work. Uh, i got a lot of folks out there pulling you on, man. We'll look forward to talking to you down the road. Yes, sir. Thank you. Great having Delp on. Man, he's worked hard to get where he's at, and it's good to see. Always great to catch up with some of these Bulldog players every week on the show. Good job, Road Dog. Want to invite you to check us out on Saturday for the college football coverage. We're going to bring you here on the College Football Voice of the South, 680 The Fan. we got College Game Day. It's going to be broadcasting live from 12 to 3.30. They're going to be at the $3 Cafe in McDonough. That's 1000 Regency Boulevard in McDonough, Saturday from 12 to 3.30. Get on out and enjoy the folks at $3 Cafe. Got some great wings, some cold beer. Enjoy the atmosphere and the college football. $3 Cafe, Atlanta's best wings and family-friendly sports bar. On the other side, we got our picks of the week. A little early this week. Get ready for big Thanksgiving coming up tomorrow. You got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. And watch some football, man. We've got high school football. We've got the state quarterfinals going on Friday night. Looking forward to seeing that Milton-Colquitt County game. Carrollton and Walton, Buford and Grayson, Camden County and Mill Creek. That is a 7A lineup. And we get all this college football that gets underway tomorrow with the Egg Bowl, Mississippi and Mississippi State. NFL football, get to see the Lions, who are playing some really outstanding football this year. All the way through the weekend, man. No wonder we love Thanksgiving so much. All this football to get to. And that will lead us right in. Those comments lead us right in to the Buck Belushio Picks of the Week. 
And the picks of the week have been going pretty well, man. I'm 8-1 and one over the last three weeks. We are now for the season 19-13-1. Do we have some music or something to liven this thing up? There we go. Picks of the week, baby. Blues picks of the week. 8-1 over the last three weeks. 19-13-1 against the spread. And we're picking games that people are paying attention to. We're not doing the over and under on... Northern Idaho taking on uh, Southern Wyoming. We're not doing any of that. These are picks on games that you'll be paying close attention to. So that toughens it up a little bit, right? Well, not over the last three weeks. Picks brought to you by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. So two in college football is what we've done all season. We'll stick to that. I'm going to go to the Iron Bowl. Is that Alabama and Auburn add another chapter to this fierce rivalry? Roll down tide. Last time I checked, Crimson Tide, a 14-and-a-half point favorite. And that's not enough. Auburn stinks. They are terrible. Looking for Alabama to lay the hammer down on the Auburn Tigers at Jordan-Hare. I got this one like 41-10. to 10. So they'll cover that 14 and a half, no problem. And boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, Alabama goes big. They're trying to impress voters on that playoff committee. So look for Saban to try to run up the score, and that shouldn't be a problem with the way the Tigers have been playing. They lost uh, embarrassingly last week. And Alabama is going to put it on them. So feel good about that one. Uh, Alabama minus the 14 and a half. Now, talk about running up the score. Tennessee's been just uh, slapped around the last two games. They've got to be embarrassed. And they got Vanderbilt this weekend. Uh, The line is 27. Balls minus the 27, and I'm taking it. I'm taking it, man. This is going to be like a 51-7 game. Pay that man his money. Tennessee is going to run up the score on them. So I'm taking Tennessee minus the 27. NFL, we take one. I'm going San Francisco at Seattle. Niners, a six-and-a-half point favorite. I'm jumping on it. Niners are back on a roll. Seattle's only covered two of the last six games, and their quarterback, Geno Smith, is all dinged up. I'll take San Francisco, give up the six-and-a-half. like that one a lot, Buck. I also like the Lions to cover against the terrible Packers tomorrow. I heard that. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. All right, final word is I hope you and yours, your family and friends, wherever you may gather, have a wonderful Thanksgiving Day holiday weekend. And with that in mind, Schumann Farms has stepped up. Schumann Farms is providing a gift bag giveaway The Schumann family is growing the world's sweetest onions here in Georgia for two generations. They are the official sweet onion of the Georgia Bulldogs and the Ballou family. Look for them at Publix. And we've got a Schumann Farms gift bag that includes a signed copy of my book, Inside the Hedges. Autographed copy of Inside the Hedges. And we'll give that away right now to the fourth caller, 404-231-1680, the number to win the Schumann Farms gift bag that includes Inside the Hedges. Now, if you don't win, 
Hey, the Inside the Hedges, a book on the 1980 National Championship Georgia season from the quarterback's perspective, makes for a great Christmas gift for the Bulldog fan and your family. You can order one at InsideTheHedges.com. It's going to do it for my show this week. Again, have a great Thanksgiving. Got Nick and Chris coming up next. Stay tuned for that here on The Fan. Thank you, bud. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.